On today's first round KO, we go through every game from week 10 in the NFL, and then we shift gears into a little Jimmy Butler trade talk and a little box because Milwaukee, I like talking about Milwaukee, so we talked about Milwaukee. Connor goes off on Jimmy Butler, really fun to listen to. Really fun text message that he sent me, and I read that out on there. So, really fun episode. Let's get it. I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. It's the night I'm on the move with it. They all watching like what he do with it. Look at him go, look at him go. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome actually, to... Actually, actually, hang on. I think I'll take care of this because this is coming out at a very, very perfect time because Black Friday is what? Next Friday? Yes. Good. Which means I'm very glad to be part of Foot Weekly, the weekly podcast of FIFA Ultimate Team because I need to figure out what I need to do to update my team. I already shouted out a bunch of coins on it. Team's looking much better than it was three weeks ago, but man, I got to tell you, my defense needs some improving. Con- Connor, yeah, I have to break it to you. What? We're not talking FIFA. We're, we're not talking Ultimate Team? Because no, that's not what, what, that's not this show. What, what do you mean we're not talking Ultimate Team? Like I literally scavenged the market. <laughs> On Ultimate Team. I mean, I'm happy for you. Uh, thank, thank, thank you. I've been like tracking this market. I feel like a stockbroker right that's, now. That's not the podcast that's, we're on. We just we're not doing that today. No. Oh, because this is first round KO. I am your host KO, aka Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined as always by Mr. Connor J. D. Moore. My Connor J. D. Moore, who almost broke a controller today playing FIFA. <laughs> actually. Oh, uh, but yeah. That. So question for you yeah why the fuck does everyone i know why or rather why is everyone that i know making music now (laughs) like and i'm not saying that in a bad way at all oh yeah i'm I'm not at all i mean okay so let me take it back to about a year year ago yeah so uh harry i don't know if you if you if you remembered him uh, b- uh, bigger black guy um, was always in the edit suites working on stuff. He he's like a music. He he was uh he makes like trap beats, uh, different like kind of soft stuff too. Okay. Uh, his capstone project was was on it. He did a beautiful music video that he actually asked me for some of my uh any tips and everything on and stuff like that. And he he's a whiz. He's actually doing like several gigs and everything in Chicago and stuff like that too. And like other publications have picked up his stuff. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah, and even some like uh different like uh what's the word i'm looking for uh curators that's the word oh, curators okay. you know for like making podcasts and stuff gotcha have put his song s- songs plural but his most recent one on uh spotify so that's cool uh so there's harry he goes by his stage name his actual name is harry but his stage name is h x r y i like that right i like that um then there's uh our dear friend duncan a, uh, AKA loyalty got royalty inside inside his DNA. His name is just DNA. DNA. Um, Check him out on SoundCloud. He uh, does our outro song. Right. I was gonna say if you're a, if you're a faithful listener or faithful listener, then you would know that his, that his one of his songs is our outro song. So there's him. And I would like 
to proudly add another one to this list. And I also have my buddy Ethan who does the that's intro. That's right, uh, Ethan. Ethan on the Ethan move. Ethan Payton. Yo, so I, did I tell you that? Uh, yeah, I told you the story about how I was hanging out uh, with Sarah and her roommates. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, my old uh, friend from high school. We're not old. It's not like we ever fell off. Uh, but my friend from high school. Yeah. And on her pregame playlist was On the Move and some other song by Ethan. because it's, it's a bop. You're telling me. Um, so there's Ethan, yeah, the intro, the new intro song as of a few weeks ago. Yeah. Thanks, copyright. <laughs> and now I would like to proudly add another to the list. Because, and I say proudly because I saw this on their Instagram store the other day. And literally the first words out of my mouth were, what the fuck? But in a good way. In a, in a good way. Right. Like, it yeah. was just like holy shit that's so cool they're making music like holy shit this is great um so i gave it a listen i sent over what i thought and i told this person that hey if you want oh fuck cowboy scored uh i was like if you want you know that i have a podcast I would love to rant and rave about this damn thing. We can definitely plug it. Like, I would love to rant and rave about it. I'm all for it. Because I, like, I think this person has a lot of promise. And as a person, I just, I genuinely just enjoy her. Yeah. Like, I I really, really do. (laughs) I really do. Um, So, spoiler alert, chick. Uh, (laughs) But the song's title... The song's title is called Don't Go Crazy on Me. Don't and go it, breaking my heart. Sorry. <laughs> not that's that, the first thing that popped up. Don't in my go head. breaking my heart, really? Mm-hmm. So the song is titled Don't Go Crazy on Me by Hanny, H A N I. Okay. Um, real name Hannah. I used to go here. Um I am a fan. <laughs> I mean it didn't take much, honestly. Like, but if you take out the fact that I actually know her. Yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm already a fan because I mean I think you know I think you know me more than anyone to know that if even if I'm cool with somebody if I don't like something I'm just like yeah no <laughs> I'll right. just yeah I'll, I'll just shut the shit down like nope I'm I, I'm not about it uh, but I'm about this I am very much about this I am so 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 about this it's awesome so much so in fact that after hearing this that's when I texted you. And I was just like, I swear I need to start just getting, I need to get back into the whole music thing. Because everyone's doing oh, it. Yep. And I reared my head out of a six-year retirement, uh, thanks uh, for Homecoming and everything. With that. So I've been thinking more about it. But no, she's she's great. Like I said, I, I really enjoy her uh, as, as a person. you know. And mu- musically-wise, I, I think she has a lot of promise. Production-wise, really good. Uh, her voice beautiful so i am going to pitch this sucker to the cows come home honestly i am going to promote good this. i'm gonna promote this sucker as if i just signed up as if i'm like a promotions manager or something like that uh but no i'm super i'm super excited for um it's really good debut you know obviously with the debut comes things that everyone can improve on but uh yeah for it to be a debut yeah no it's solid it's very solid so don't go crazy on me by hanny again h-a-n-i I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> Sorry if I'm not. I would presume I am. Uh, it's on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud, so you might want to go check that out. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, then 
you can still listen to us go find the song like it and then come back to us and then listen to you you get yeah um but yeah go check it out uh tell her i sent you tell her connor sent you and yeah awesome yeah i'm i i kind of like that i have friends that do it you know obviously i get access to their music I was, so gonna like, say, I was gonna say like you're like early access <laughs> pretty much yeah and i think duncan said that he's dropping a song pretty soon and i'm pretty excited about that because a couple of his demo not demos but like a couple of his unreleased songs that he has you know just like clips saved he's played for us a couple times and yeah. some of the stuff he's got coming is really freaking good so outro might be changing soon and i'm i'm about ready to hop into a studio this right. one even to uh, to, fi- to finally break yeah. out of a full-fledged retirement. If we could get Duncan here, you guys could just use him. Probably might as might as well. Yeah, but even whether it's here or whenever, I th- I think I think I'd be cool to get back into it. I think I'm ready. Good, good, good. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna talk to Duncan next week when he's here for Survivor Series. That's, it's come up so quick. It has come up so quick. That means we have to do another predictions video. Yep. <laughs> And we'll probably talk about it. Let's see. We'll talk about Survivor Series Tuesday because uh-huh. that's also most likely when we'll do, when we will do picks. Right. So yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean, it'll make sense because then the episode gets put out on the Wednesday, which kind of falls perfectly in line with Wrestling Wednesday on Off Talk. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh yeah, we get to do Survivor Series on. Hoff that's Talk. right. That'll be nice. Um. But yeah, so wrestling Wednesdays, I guess, back here on the podcast too, because that's most likely we need filler on Wednesdays because we don't talk football on Wednesdays. <laughs> we talk we talk the Monday night game, but that's about it. Honestly, um, yeah. So yeah, we'll be talking Survivor Series on Wednesday. Um, our pick video will probably also come out Wednesday. Depends on when I edit it. <laughs> and yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah, that's Bef- your program update. I and again, so, yeah. go listen to the damn song. Yes. Like, please, again, go listen to it. Don't go crazy on me. Hanny, I am going crazy because I like this song. All pun intended. But she said, don't go crazy on you. I I, I, I know she. that's what she told me. <laughs> I know that's what she told me, but I I'm <clears throat> going to do the exact opposite because I am supporting the song. That's fair. Um, Before we get into stuff, go follow Twitter. Link's in the description. I'm not gonna plug it. We'll plug it at the end of the song, but links in the description. Go follow us on Twitter because we're funny, and I I live tweet football <laughs> in the mornings, <laughs> and then sometimes during Packer games too. And uh, we usually live tweet wrestling. Usually on the on the first round KO Twitter. So I yeah. sent the one tweet about the Jets today, and that was pretty much all anyone needed to know my mood. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Stupid ass curse. <laughs> Is back. Oh, you picked. Oh, yeah. It was just the one week that you had off on that. It was the one week. Just the one week. (laughs) (laughs) I need to have a talk with Sammy. That's awesome. But yeah, go. Yeah, go follow us on Twitter. So let's talk NFL. So first of all, we're gonna be keeping our eye out because we're recording during Sunday Night Football, Dallas, Philadelphia, and currently Philadelphia is down seven on the on Dallas's thirty yard line with two minutes to go. It's shaping up to be really good. So that's cool. But in the meantime, we'll probably get to that game last anyway. So in the meantime, we'll talk about every other game that happened, kind of. (laughs) So first, I have bad news and good news for myself. 
<laughs> the good news is the Packers won. And I was hoping it was Brock Osweiler. I was really hoping we were at home. I was really hoping. So so that's good. You know, maybe running the table start. We'll see. We'll see. Bad news for myself is that the Jaguars lost. <laughs> Again, five straight. As now five straight for uh the Jaguars, but you're now three and six. And like I tweeted earlier, this is not the Saxonville that I used to know. This team, I like I get Andrew Luck, and we didn't see Andrew Luck last year, and we didn't see Deshaun Watson last year. But I mean, we still shut down good quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. we still, we still. What did we pick off Big Ben last year? Like five times, something like that. Yeah, you Speaking made him just that, look like a. I can't even say mere mortal because I mean, all season he kind of looked mortal. We have but. to play. We have to play Steelers next week, but. Yeah, uh, Andrew Luck threw 285 on us. Mm. We got the one interception, but it was, it wasn't a great. It was a tip interception, so it wasn't even like, I don't know our defense. I don't know what's up with our defense. And then we got Leonard Fournette back, so I was really excited because Leonard Fournette usually has been equaling success as far as the Jaguars go, and he he ran 24 yard or 24 times for 53 yards. That's it. Like that's it. I uh, we only ran Carlos Hyde three times. I don't know that trade has been a bust, and oh god, I just don't get. We only had ninety-one rushing yards as a team. The one touchdown for Leonard Fournette is just not good. Leonard Fournette did have he had more receiving yards. He had fifty-six receiving yards and a touchdown on well, five least, on five catches. At least he's back playing. Like That's, yeah, I guess he put up a hundred hundred nine. I mean, total yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's how I look at it. He's he's bad. right. It's good, but you know, and with Jacksonville, I expect. Shh, I expect twenty six points. You know, I don't expect thirty every week from Jacksonville. I expect somewhere in between twenty and thirty. But I expect our defense to hold them under twenty nine. You know, hold them usually under twenty. That's where we get our wins, and our defense hasn't been able to do that now. So I don't know what's up with Jacksonville. I really, I it's hard for me to understand, and and pe- it's it's very easy for people to look at the offense and blame stuff on Blake Bortles, but that's not the system they run. They don't like they have Blake Bortles to put up twenty six a game. <laughs> they they the the Jaguars are a defensive team and a run team, and when you give up twenty nine points, it's going to be hard to win. So, like, they need to figure – whatever is wrong on defense, they need to figure it out quick. And, honestly, it's – I this game was a must-win in my mind because it was divisional and now we're three and six. It's mm-hmm. it's it's going to be very hard to come back from this. I'm going to say next week if we lose to Pittsburgh, I might put the nail in the coffin because it, I, it's going to be very hard to come back from that, get in at nine and seven at the best. That would be very tough uh, and – I think it'd be hard for this Jacksonville team to bounce back. So, uh, a little disappointed. A little disappointed in Jacksonville. I don't know. See, you said that you might put the nail in the coffin. If they lose to Pittsburgh, I just will. Like, I give, know. Give me the entire set of nails, and I am. Give me some nails, give me a hammer, and I will go banging away. There goes the postseason yeah. on what should have been a year where. You know what this seems like to me? Hmm. You know what this reminds me of, but just a little bit less dramatic in a sense remember when the Raiders had that year and everyone thought they were back and then the next year they just 
Yeah. Shit hit the fan. Yeah, when they made the playoffs and then Derek Carr broke his leg. Well, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, but I mean, not so much that. The broken leg part just. Well, yeah, no, but. I mean, it just was unfortunate that he broke his right, leg. Right, but I then he so came. so thought he was going to win. Right, and then uh, he I mean, came back and then. Right. They couldn't do the Yeah, same they couldn't thing. do jack shit. Yeah. It's and I say it's a little bit lesson. less. It might even be a little bit more dramatic, actually, because of all the issues that they had in the locker room, Jacksonville, this year. Uh, at least when, at least in the year after, when uh, the year where everyone thought the Raiders were going to potentially make the Super Bowl, or at least challenge the Patriots, they weren't necessarily calling for Derek Carr's head like they are now. But True. this year, they were. People have been straight up calling for. It feels like the Jacksonville Jaguars of three, four years ago. Some shit goes wrong. Go for Bortles' head. The only difference is they have a loaded defense. That was arguing with each other, and they traded one away. And they're like, oh, okay, this should be fine. And then it w- really wasn't that fine. I don't know. It's going to – if they, they need to – next week is a – we talk – actually, scrap that. Put it this way. Fuck the Packers trying to go through that run-the-table mentality. They – these guys are the team that really needs to embody it. Because they lose any other game from here on out, they're done. Yeah. I, I, I don't trust them. This is not – this is not a playoff team to me. And even if they do somehow squeak in, they are getting destroyed in that first round. This is not a playoff team right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the sad thing is Blake Bortles actually threw 320 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Right. So you, at this stage, it's like, what? The it's guy, the defense. Right. The guy who's much maligned did his job. You can't blame the offense because this offense wasn't built to win games. The offense was built to score more than the defense allows. Yep. And if the defense is allowing points, I mean, it's not even so much that they allowed a lot, but still. It's a lot for this Jacksonville team. It's a, Honestly. It, it's more than the offense can score, and that's not well, acceptable. We've seen that for the last few weeks. Exactly. Like, the, the, the defense needs to step up. I don't know. I honestly can't figure out what it is because we haven't lost anyone. We only lost Dante Fowler, and he wasn't playing that much. He, It's been it, – even when we had Fowler, it was a consistent dose of Unique Ngakwe and Calais Campbell on the edge. So I don't know – I honestly don't know what it is on the defensive side because we still have Ramsey, we still have Bouye, we still have Jack, we still have those two ends, Malik Jackson, uh, Marcel Darius. We still have incredible safeties into, uh, to Sean Gibson and Barry Church. Right. I don't get it. Like it, we didn't lose anyone on the de- defensive side of the ball. I I don't know. Do you think teams figured him out? That's kind of what I said to someone earlier. <sighs> yeah, like that's what it almost has to be. I don't know. I they need to figure something out fast because, like you said, they need to run the table. They they really do. They can't afford too many losses. <clears throat> <sighs> you want to get to a game that gave you the good news now? Yeah. All right, cool. Packers beat the Dolphins 31-12. to 12. You know, this is the part where I usually would say as expected, but given the last couple of weeks, I don't know if I really want to say that this NFL This NFL year has been weird. How did the Eagles not score? Wait, what? They must have went for four. Or for they must have went on fourth down previous drives. Sorry, guys. I'm going to go through this real quick. Yeah, downs. Shit. Oh, no. Hopefully they get the ball back. Oh, it's 4th and 16, so they're going to get the ball back with less than a minute, it looks like. And they need a touchdown to score? Timeout Philly, 59, yep. <laughs> you sure you don't want to throw the game on in a tab? I think we might have to. <laughs> Why can't it? 
You would think it would give me the option to do it from here. Not not on ESPN, but on NBC. Oh, if, I'm if, thinking Monday night for some reason. You're right. Can we do it? At yeah, you just got to look up Sunday Night Football. Um, yeah, Packers, I was, you know, scared because <laughs> it's the Packers. Right. But like you said, expected uh, because this Packer team at home, we've literally been split home and away. Now, if you take out the one tie, we still didn't lose, so I, I get that. Right. But literally, even preseason, we won – all of our games at home, we and in the regular season, we've not lost any game at home. And now all the games on the road, including preseason, we've lost all of the games on the road. <laughs> like this this Packers team. I, I, I don't I don't remember who said it after the game today, but they someone was like, Yeah, w- when we play at home, we can beat almost any team. But we need to figure out what the hell's the wrong or what the hell is wrong on the road. Like and now they have to go. Well, I mean, they would have had a fairly good shot mm-hmm. to get back at or get to get to win or even get in the game against the Rams, but yep. we all know what happened there. But that's that's all. That's I don't want to say water under the bridge, but that's it's done and dusted. There's nothing you can do about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't know. I, this this was a must win, like I said, and we won this one, and hopefully this can be one of those wins that ignites a fire under the Packers and maybe this is where we can start to run the table like I've mentioned a couple times I hope and like it like I tell everyone until the Packers are mathematically out you can never count them out so as a Packer fan I'm I'm not going to lose hope until we are legitimately mathematically eliminated because Aaron Rodgers is that amazing and we've been able to sneak into the playoffs before so I don't know this team we have the talent. We really have the talent. Jari Alexander's balling out on, at corner now. Yes, he is. Uh, hopefully, we get either Trevor Davis or Jake Kumaro off of IR, and they can start returning punts. Well, because, Davis has been back in practice. Right, but he's still on he's IR. He's still on IR, correct. And so, hopefully, I think with – with, like Davis is probably going to come back soon. It looks yeah. like he's on, he's on the mend to come back within the next couple weeks. Especially because of the Ty Montgomery fumble. Yeah. And now tonight – or today, uh, Tremont Williams fumbled a punt return. Yep. I think Ron Zook is really going to want Tremont or Trevor Davis back, so we'll see. But uh, that'll help. I uh, our defense has enough talent, and if if our defense can slow people down enough, if our offense can get going, if Aaron Jones, I need to pull up this stat. I don't know why that's not loading, but I need to pull up this stat. Aaron Jones ran for 145 yards and two touchdowns today. If he can do, I obviously, I don't think he'll do that consistently because we don't give him the opportunity to do that consistently. But if he can be a consistent runner like he has been most of the year, like I literally saw a stat that like the Packers are two running backs with Williams and Jones. Their average is like one of the highest in the NFL. But we don't. But our carries are like twenty eighth in the NFL. Like we don't run it enough, which is weird with a team with Aaron Rodgers. But if we start running the ball more, then then you're gonna start getting more passing time for Aaron Rodgers, and that's gonna be dangerous. And I, I don't, mean, th- they should actually run the ball in not third and long situations or go pass, pass, run. Yeah. Or all that bullshit that McCarthy likes to do. 
Yeah, exactly. Right, cool. Just, make, just making sure we're on the same page here. That's what they need to do. That's always what they've needed to do. And for some reason, McCarthy doesn't do it. <laughs> I've been calling for his f- head forever. And now people are finally getting it. And now it, it's just becoming even more clear that they just need to get rid of him. It's just killing me. It's really just killing me. Um, but it was good to see them win. I can't complain because because they got the win. Aaron Jones having success was really good. Scantling, uh, Valdez Scantling is just amazing. He's he's been balling out lately for us. Seeing him, uh, you know, seeing seeing Cobb and you know Allison's out for the season. Is seeing Cobb go down or not be able to play this week, and you know Adams is obviously gonna is gonna ball out. He's been really solid for us, and so so watching. Equinemia St. Brown and Vantelez Scandling, Vandalez, Jesus. Uh, watching them step up and be consistent targets for Aaron has been really nice. I want them to try to get Jimmy Graham more involved because it feels like they don't. But I don't know. I this this team has so much potential. It has the potential to be a great NFL team, and I don't understand why they're not. It's because of the coach. And, you know, I don't know. We looked good tonight, though, so that's that's what I'm going to take away from this. We, oh. Cowboys won. <laughs> Great. We'll get to it later. <laughs> we'll get to it to it to the GM. But, yeah, I I like what I'm seeing on the Packers if they can keep this up. You know, they ha- they're flying Monday morning to Seattle. Because they have the Thursday night game in Seattle, so that'll be tough. But if we can pull out a win in Seattle, get our first road win, we'll be on the right step. We'll be we'll be on the on the table. Just gotta start running. <laughs> anyway, game that I'm sure you want to talk about: <laughs> the Chicago Bears defended home turf against the Detroit Lions, 34 to 22. Go ahead. Say, just, just go ahead. Can we talk about how Khalil Mack, like, bull rushed through not one, but two offensive linemen? That was Jumped awesome. and then brought down Stafford. That was amazing. Like, can we talk about how unreal he is? He knocked the one dude on his ass, and then he jumped from where he was while over the one dude onto Matthew Stafford. It was amazing. Like, this is why when <laughs> Coach Nagy sat, Allen Robinson and Khalil Mack and the others, that this was the best week to bring them back. And it was great that they came back because this is when the season gets interesting now. And what was it that I said on Hawk Talk that this is the game that lets me know what type of Bears team we're going to get? I think I know my answer. I know my answer. And my, at least the answer for me is, well, one, we've already uh, exceeded expectations. Oh, absolutely. Every and all expectation exceeded. I expect this team to compete. Like now, like before in the beginning in the beginning of the season the season I was kind of just like, "All right, where's the bottom? I've seen the song and dance. We're going to do well and then we're going to go back to inconsistency and this and this that the other." Now, my tone has changed in the last few weeks minus the Miami game. Um <laughs> I expect this team to be right in the thick of it come the end of the regular season. And if they make it to the postseason, I don't think they're going to lie down. This Depends. defense is too damn good. <clears throat> this offense is growing. They're learning. They're getting more comfortable. 
more pieces are getting are getting used. The team's getting healthy. You know, I mean, it sucks that Kyle Long went down and is on IR. You need a better running game. No, we just need to find consistency with the with the running game. We just, I, I still, I'm still very impartial to uh, Jordan Howard. I would really like us to utilize him a little bit more. Eleven carries, twenty one yards. Um, but I also, I don't know. I think I give a, I'll give credit to Detroit on that one as well too, because the Bears, even though they've been going with this. They've been utilizing the passing game more. They have always prided themselves on running the football. Yeah. So I will I for that one I don't know if I wanna necessarily blame play calling or if I wanna give more credit uh to the Detroit defense. But this this is a team that I think can open a lot more eyes as the season progresses. Trubisky's looking great. He's learning, he's getting more comfortable. You know, this is this is essentially year one, more or less, of the Trubisky experiment to me. To me, it can be. I mean, yes, he played last e- last season, but it was it was a lost cause. It was the season was done and dusted, and John Fox didn't really turn him loose until the last four games of the season. You guys have an easy fucking. <laughs> okay, so, so the the thing I was gonna point out is you guys are four and one at home. Yep, and two and two on the road. Can be argued <clears throat> should have been three and one. It could be argued should be four and zero on the road. It could potentially be argued. I guess the Packers one is is the one where I'm like iffy on the Miami one. We should have won. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say it. we should have won in Green Bay. We should have won in Green Bay. We should be four and zero on the road. We very well should be four and one on the road. Now you or have four and zero Minnesota Sunday night next week. Which I kind of want to go to. And then Thanksgiving at Detroit. You play the Giants. Again, at the Giants, so you should win that one. What up, Carl? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) You Rams at home, most likely. We're probably fucked. Most likely. And then you have to play us again in Chicago. Do you think that game gets flexed from the noon spot? Yes. Very much so. Especially if we win a couple games here. Uh at San Fran. At San Fran. Good night. <laughs> you should win. And then at Minnesota to finish the season. That's going to be a tough one. You still have to be you still have to face Minnesota twice. Yeah. So you have more road you have more road games. You're home, road road, home home, road road. I think you guys need to be the 3 seed to succeed in the in the playoffs. Cuz I honestly don't see you guys making a road run. If you win, you're you're gonna need that. You're gonna need to win the division, and get that first home game, and then, and then even that, you know, the divisional round in the NFC Championship, gonna be tough. You're gonna you're most likely gonna have to go on the road. Most likely, yeah. Because I'm thinking, you know, Ram, Rams and Saints are going to get one and two. Exactly, yeah. Most likely. So, I don't know. I could see you guys making a run, but at the same time, I I see you getting the three seed, winning at home in the first round, but then you have to face the Saints or the or the Rams. And I don't, I, I don't see you guys getting past that. With this defense, I think we can we can definitely make it competitive. I don't know who it was that told me this, but this team is drawing 
comparisons of that 06, 07 team. Okay. Or 07. In the sense of defense that was lights out and an offense that got the job done. Except I would take this offense over that offense that got us to the Super Bowl and Super Bowl 41 easily. 10 out of 10 would take this current Bears offense over that Bears offense. Without a shadow of a doubt. Even though they had Thomas Jones and they had a little bit more of a consistent threat. I mean, Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky greater than Rex Grossman and Kyle Orton. Would you call this defense lights out? Yeah. Pretty close to it. Mm. I have a hard time saying that. do, do, Do you want to go up against this defense? Yes or no? I mean, no. All right. But I don't. This is an elite defense. I'll put it. Th- uh, maybe not so much. They're top five in the league. If you are top five. In the oh league, well, yeah. That you are in my mind. If you are top five and consi- and you have significant amount of game changers, you're elite. But and they're not. We have the game changer on defense. But in my mind, they're not good enough to bring down New Orleans or L.A. in the playoffs, especially on the road. Do like, I think they can topple them? I can think they can make it competitive. I don't think they're going to storm the castle and be like, "Yep, we can win." <clears throat> but I have. I have a little bit more hope. I like this defense gives me more of a more of hope to take them down, but I'm not going to outright say, "Oh yeah, the, it's in the bag," because I know if we go up against Sean McVay, he'll 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 tear us to shreds. And don't even get me started about Todd going, Gurley will tear you to shreds. Yes, and don't even and and don't even get me started on Drew Brees. Yeah, that's... but I still feel like this. As long as we have this defense, it will keep us in those games. If we make it to that point in the playoffs, obviously. Right. I don't know. As much as defense, you know, defense wins championships, I think the today's NFL is just too much offense. And I think those two teams are just too good. I I don't see I don't see many teams getting past them. I would like what I would really like to see is ha- have the Packers get in and go to LA again. I want to see that rematch. Get that rematch, yeah. I I really do. So yeah. I don't know. I I wouldn't trust this Bears team, and that's not me being fuck the Bears, Mr. Trubisky. Well, I'm very that's, well, that's, I'm, well. I'm glad you mentioned that because that actually le- leads into the question that I, that I was going to ask. <laughs> at what point? At what point in the regular season do you finally just look at the team and realize, okay, this team is they're not they're not world beaters, but they're but they're legit. They are in fact a playoff team. At oh, I'll what, say that right now. Like, at what point will you like will you give them like almost? 85 90% respect. Oh, I've always given the Bears, uh, not always. This season I've given the Bears respect. They're a very good well-rounded team. That and I I believe they're a playoff team. Whether even if they don't win the division, I think they'll make a wild card. I think they're a playoff team because because of their good defense. But I think this this off or this NFL has shifted too much to offense and I don't think your offense is high-powered enough to win in the postseason. As as far as make a run in the postseason. Uh, that's just my opinion, you know, and and I could be wrong. Like if Mitch Trubisky, because he has been putting up decent numbers these past couple weeks, if he continues that for the last seven weeks of these of this season, I was gonna say even you have to admit that the kid's been growing this season. As the year's gone on, he's been growing. He's been figuring it out. I w- I will forever call him a system quarterback. <laughs> I know you. I know you will. I st- I call Jared Goff a system quarterback. But Jared more- Goff is just a very talented. System quarterback, and he also has a very good run. Like I wouldn't want if I didn't, you know, if if you didn't have Matt Nagy or Sean McVay as your a coach, if you didn't have a an offensive genius as your coach, I wouldn't want Trubisky or Goff on my team 
Like, yeah, I there's a lot of other quarterbacks that I would rather have. I wouldn't want a, a system quarterback because there are better quarterbacks out there. And I honestly believe once Trubisky's contract comes up, if you guys pay him, that's where you we start. Probably to, will. That's where you guys are going to start to slide. We don't draft. We don't draft a guy this high to not pay him unless he just it, true. Unless he becomes Jameis Winston too. Right. So and that that's where you guys are going to slide. That's where the Rams are going to probably start sliding too. That's why they're going all out right now with all these trades and everything, all these signings, because that you because you guys know, and the Chiefs are going to be the same way. I I expect the Chiefs to be super aggressive in the off season. I expect, you know, those guys, once they start getting paid, those teams are going to fall off because you won't have as much money to keep those elite defenses, you know, the elite everything, When especially when the Rams have to pay Gurley and Goff, and then you have to start paying Aaron Donald, all, all these other oh, defensive Donald guys. His money. Exactly. but And they're already paying Donald and Gurley. Are they going to keep Goff? <laughs> like, you would think. Right. So, But then you're paying three huge contracts and you're not going to be able to build a team around them. And I think that's what's going to happen in Chicago too. You're going to have Khalil Mack and Mitch Trubisky getting big money. You're not going to be able to build a good enough team around them. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I I do respect the bears. The bears are a very good team this year. It's hard. It's hard to ignore that. Um, but I don't know. We'll see if they can keep it up. (laughs) The New Orleans Saints steamrolled the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater may, got into this game. That's that's how this game turned out. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. 51-14 to 14 in Cincinnati. They put up 28 points in the second quarter. Uh, yeah, Drew Brees passed Brett Favre on the all-time t- passing touchdown list. He's got, I think, now 30 because I think that – I think. He just got the one to pass Favre. I think he needs thirty now to tie with Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, but I, you know, if he doesn't, I, he won't get it this season. I don't think because we're over halfway through. I don't think he'll throw thirty this year, but he'll get it. He'll break it next year for sure. And I don't see Drew going anywhere for a while. But yeah, these Saints are legit. Uh, Des Bryant didn't work out for him, unfortunately, and I think. I think it was awesome that they were throwing up at the X every time they scored. That was amazing. Awesome on them. And apparently they were high on Brandon Marshall before they signed Dez. And apparently now with the Dez injury, they are actually going to go after Brandon Marshall in free agency. Yeah, why not? Might as well. Uh, so watch out for that. Saints are really good. That's all I got to say on that one. Sticking, <laughs> sticking with the NFC... Well, NFC South and the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns beat the Atlanta Falcons in the dog pound. Nick Chubb ran for 176 yards, including a 92-yard run. Longest run, longest play from scrimmage this year in the NFL belongs to Nick Chubb. So longest that's cool. Play, I think in Cleveland Browns history too. Longest rushing play. Something like Browns that. History. Yeah. Uh, awesome play for him. Awesome Awesome game for him. He he ran the crap out of the ball. Uh, Baker Mayfield went 17 for 20. His first incompletion came in the third quarter. The dude was incredible today. It's amazing what happens when you actually run an actual NFL offense. He didn't throw a pick, and he didn't get sacked. That's just a credit to the 
injury riddled Atlanta defense. <laughs> like that's another team. You know, they're the opposite of the Jaguars. They don't focus on defense. They focus on offense. You put up more points than the other team, then you don't have to worry about defense. But you know, I they no. The Falcons have a defensive minded coach and defensive and defensive firepower when healthy. They had a decent defense before they got injured, but still. I would you say know. good. I wouldn't say defense. I wouldn't say decent. I'd say they have a good had a good defense. Yeah, with Keanu Neal at safety, Vic he was easily. Vic is he injured? I'm pretty sure he's injured. Oh, is he? I don't know. But yeah, uh it it, it was really good to see Cleveland win this one. Uh I just I don't know. I've, I've always had a soft spot for Cleveland. I like Same. I like I like underdogs coming back and starting to get good. So it's really fun to watch this Cleveland team and Baker Mayfield. It's really hard to not like Baker Mayfield. I I, I'm just a huge fan of him, so watching him play and watching him succeed today was really fun to watch. Um, what is this Atlanta team? Because they went in, they went in and kind of steamrolled Washington last week, but then they go into Cleveland and they only put up 16 points. Yo, do we do we give these guys the title of week most week by week team or? Nah, that still belongs to Detroit. Okay, but. Man, this Atlanta team, they're four and five now. They're searching for that wild card spot. And that wild card spot, especially in the NFC, is going to get very – that the wild card picture is about to be very crowded in the next couple of weeks. It's very. It, it's going to be an interesting race towards the end of the season, you know, with Green Bay looking now at Atlanta, Atlanta. Carolina. Carolina. Carolina's, you know, six and three. Philly. Atlanta might not even make the playoffs. Minnesota, even Minnesota, Philly, and Dallas. Yep. If if Washington can't hold on, and if they can't hold on, then Washington's looking for that wild card. Yep. I don't know. This I was gonna say basically anyone who doesn't finish first in the in the North, as we mentioned, NFC North. Yeah, I honestly looking at this, looking at these standings, I don't think Atlanta makes the playoffs this year. There's too many other teams that I think have a that I think will wake up quicker than these guys. Because we're not getting three teams out of the South. No, like we should on on a yearly basis. Like that that division's that good. Those three teams, but I think Carolina's just that good, and I think Atlanta's lost too many at, at this point. They you know they could still pull a couple together, but I yeah, it's hard for me to see a world where we get the Falcons and the Panthers in there. I think it's going to be one or the other, and the Panthers have a pretty sizable—not a sizable, it was like two or three game lead—but it's going to be hard for the Falcons to get into the playoffs this year. That'll be interesting to watch. Titans, Patriots. <laughs> we got a Brian, Jesus, what's his name? Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, sighting in this game. I think it was like literally. I'm not even kidding. With like six minutes left in the game, Bill Belichick was waving the white flag and put in Brian Hoyer. I didn't even know Brian Hoyer was still in the league. Right? <laughs> he's their backup after they tri- shipped Garoppolo. I mean, he's been there before. Thirty-four to ten, the Titans were. Derrick Henry had two rushing touchdowns. Corey Davis went off with 125 receiving yards. Marcus Mariota. Two two touchdowns, no interceptions. They they ran so I think it was in the third quarter. The Patriots ran their 
you know, Edelman throws a pass to Tom Brady. He actually caught it this time, but he didn't get the first down. Literally the next drive, the Titans ran the same play to Mariota, and he got 21 yards <laughs> and a first down. How's that for the biggest middle finger ever? <laughs> I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, I like that is like that is prime flex right there, and I love it. Brady went basically fifty percent throwing the ball, twenty one for twenty or twenty one for forty one. No touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't know. This Patriots team is weird. <laughs> it's really weird. He's like, why? Or uh, you know what? I'm not even gonna focus on the Patriots. I gotta focus on the Titans on this one. The Titans are really weird. weird. <laughs> they beat the Eagles and then they lost like two games in a row. And now they and then they beat the Patriots. Do they just play up to their competition? That's what it seems like. Like it's super weird. Cuz now they're only 5 and 4. They're also 3 and 1 at home, so maybe that Wait, you mean amidst all this they're still 5 they're they're 5 and 4. <laughs> 5 and 4. Are you shitting me? They I thought they were worse than that. They're 5 and 4. What? So they're still in the hunt behind Houston. This team is weird. Yeah. This team is weird, man. They're they're second place in the South. AFC South behind Houston and then the Colts. God, Jacksonville's the last. It makes me so sad. Uh yeah, they, I don't know. This Titan team is it's weird for me to like think because if this makes picking so hard. Like this team, Atlanta, Detroit, Cleveland, all these teams that just decide to go off. Sometimes they decide to be good some weeks. They decide to be bad. Yep. This Patriots team, I honestly think the Patriots need to step it up because the Chiefs are 9 and 1 now. The Patriots are 7 and 3. I don't think the Patriots can go into Kansas City. Did they play in Kansas City earlier this year? I don't remember. I don't I feel like it was in New England. Yeah, it was in New England, yeah. I, I think re- so. I, yeah, it was because uh, a fan threw something, I think, at Tyreek Hill, and then the oh. Patriots banned his ass. Oh, it was the beer. Yep. Was that the beer game? That was the beer game. I don't think the Patriots would be able to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Like, the Patriots and home field, are like, that's their bread and butter, is getting home field in the playoffs and winning in Foxborough. If they don't get home field, that's I don't think they make the Super Bowl this year. You know, it, it's going to be tough. They're two and three away this year, which, you know, it just proves my point. All three losses are away. So, I don't know. I'm, yeah. They, that Patriots team needs to, you know, they need to win out, not win out, but they need to, they need to try to get at least the two. They need to try and hope that Kansas City loses a couple games. And honestly, if they want a shot at the Super Bowl, I think they need to win out because going to Kansas City is going to be very tough. And speaking of Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes is MVP. <laughs> going to say that every week because it's true. Dude went 21 for 28 this week. Stud. That's a solid 75. The Cardinals should just be happy that they held them to under 30 points in all honesty. Yep. I agree. They got to him. Each team had five sacks. It was shockingly somewhat of a defensive game, (laughs) which is weird because Kansas City's defense is not good, and and, uh, Kansas City's offense is very good. So it was weird to see a a, a defensive game kind of. 
David Johnson finally kind of broke back out. He had 98 rushing yards, and he had 85 receiving yards. And was on my bench. Yep, on your bench fantasy. I'll just keep reminding you of that. Shut up and just get to the actual game. <laughs> and, yeah, Tyreek Hill, 117 yards, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt with 71 on the ground. This team is just too dangerous. They have too many weapons. They And Travis Kelsey, six catches for 46. This te- Yeah, this team just has way too many. <sighs> Mahomes, think about this. This is week 10. Patrick Mahomes just set the Kansas City Chiefs passing touchdown record with 31. The previous record was 30. Who had it? <laughs> it's a really good question. It wasn't <laughs> Alex Smith, I can tell you that much. I honestly don't think I'd be able to tell you a Kansas City quarterback before Alex Smith. Yeah, I'm trying. Off the top of my I'm, head. I'm trying I, and I got nothing. I got nothing. There's just too many weapons on this team. And I, I honestly think it is the, – the AFC is Kansas City's to lose. Yeah. Uh, there's not there, – There really isn't anything else to say about this. They're – their only, their only threat would be the Patriots, and if they can get home field, I think they're. I think they can take care of the Patriots at home. It would be a good game, but I mean, we all know what t- what the Patriots and Belichick can do in the postseason. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I just don't. But think. at home, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, as long as the Patriots are in, it's just one of those things where just well, like yeah. you don't ever really want to count them out. And here's the other thing. Pittsburgh only has two losses right now. Amidst all that early season drama. So, New England might have to go through Pittsburgh. They Again. They might go into Pittsburgh and into Kansas City. Well, I mean, they, they've handled in Pittsburgh before. In True. the playoffs. Pittsburgh's playing really well right now. They, they're playing really well. Like, I would put money. Like, I'm going to pick. pick uh, unfortunately, as much as I want Jacksonville to win, I think I'm more in on Pittsburgh this year. Because I kind of have to be, you know, Jacksonville's letting me down. Right. So that game's going to be tough. I'm not going to wear either jersey for the next week because <laughs> I don't think I can cheer for either team. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh because their offense has just been way too good, you know, with Antonio Brown and J- Smith Schuster. And now their two tight ends are stepping up. Uh-huh. James Conner, obviously. But okay, so I wanted to look. Oh god, and then the Chargers are 7 and 2, but they're in the AFC West. I'm trying to look at division what or, or wild card, what the wild card is going to look like for the AFC. It's going to be the Chargers and then the Bengals and Titans are going to fight for it. Well then. So right if it if it ended today, I think it looks like Tennessee would – so it would be Tennessee-New England first round. That would be really funny if Tennessee beat them in the – but, you know, so that's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah. And then they would have to play the winner of the Chargers and the Texans. And then they would have to play either Pittsburgh or, or the Chiefs. Like That's – people – everyone keeps saying, you know, you can – Everyone looks at New England to make the Super Bowl again. I think the AFC is way too tough this year. I think New England. This is I. I said New England's fallen off this year. I think I picked them at ten and six. Mm-hmm. I could still see that happening. Them going three and three the rest of the season. Right. 
I don't know. I don't see New England making the Super Bowl this year. I think the AFC is too talented. As much as I want to say that, I will never not trust. And it pains me to say this. It's a 41-year-old Tom Brady. Yes. Yes. But that is the greatest mind in football on his sideline, and he will find a way to maximize the talent that is given to him. So for that reason alone and the fact that Tom Brady somehow finds a way to turn back the clock when he needs to or turn it back just enough. True. They will always be up there as far as threats to make the Super Bowl, in my mind, until one of them leave. Josh Gordon had four catches. You want to know how many times he was targeted? How many? Twelve. Yikes. I know he had a couple drops. I don't know how many of those twelve how many of those eight were drops, but I know he had a couple of them. So it's not all Tom Brady. Like I get I get the Belichick Brady thing, but it's not all them, and I don't think they have a good enough team this year. I really don't. And I'm gonna stick with that. Buffalo Bills on their Fourth string quarterback at this point. I believe it's their fifth starting quarterback this season. Uh-huh. Their fourth string quarterback, Matt Barkley, comes in, throws two touchdowns, and the Bills put up 41 points against the Jets. And your curse is back. Jets lost when you picked them. 41-10. to 10. I don't want to talk about this game too much because they're both three and seven, and they're yeah. not they're not going anywhere. Yeah, this but game is kind of irrelevant in the grand scheme. But what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, McCoy, Shady found his found his groove. Twice. He had to lean on someone. That's true. 113 yards, two touchdowns. He he finally found it, so that's kind of good to see. I you know I I've I've always liked Shady McCoy, so having him come back and actually performing to his level is nice to see. But it's just really weird seeing the Bills. I have never seen the Bills so much on NFL Red Zone before. <laughs> Except last week when they played the Bears, <laughs> and the Bears just picked and, them off and, and scored every, you know, embarrassed them. So it was really weird to see that. That was just a weird game. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Redskins Buccaneers, one of the most boring games. Sixteen to three. Really? This game ended. Uh, <laughs> when it it was still, I. I it might have still been sixteen to three at this point, but Ryan Fitzpatrick had a throw to I think it was from the seven yard line, it was like third and goal. It was and he, he threw a touchdown pass to Mike Evans and Mike Evans it hit him in the hands and he dropped it. And then it went to fourth and goal and they didn't get it. I feel bad for Fitzpatrick because that man puts in work. Did you see that? Did you see his block? He put he, he threw a shovel pass to Jaquiz oh, yes. Rogers. Oh, I saw the video. Yeah. And as soon as he threw it, he fucking just hustled in front of Jaquiz and threw a block on two guys. He blocked two guys for Jaquiz. The effort ain't there. He he's out there to win. Yeah. And that's why I that's why I have so much like love I for think this you man. Genuinely, he genuinely cares more than Jameis Winston does. Yeah, you can definitely see that. Like, it's easy to see like that. Like, that play was a microcosm on the difference of the two quarterbacks' like exactly. mentality. Exactly. Uh, do you think the Redskins can continue this and win the East? It's tough because, no, you know, I mean, you have the Cowboys and the Eagles who 
I trust the Eagles more than the Cowboys. Despite tonight's result, I still trust the Eagles more than the Cowboys. Uh, they're both four and five. <laughs> Yikes. That was the first Cowboys road win of the season. So that's interesting. But they're both four and five. The Redskins are six and three. Do you think the Redskins can keep this up and actually win the East? No. Really? I don't. Who do you have coming back? Philly. You think Philly can oh, I overcome Oh, I 100% believe Philly can come back. I think I think they're going to shake that Super Bowl hangover off. I don't know why it's taking them so long. But, yeah, I think now with the Golden, with the golden Tate acquisition, that offense is just going to get better. The defense, I'm, I'm not worried about. Yeah. If anyone is going to step up to the plate, it's going to be Philly. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever comes out of the East is going to get throttled by... Hey, the Lakers won. Uh, by either the Saints or the Rams anyway, so why does it matter? Uh, but still. Yeah. I have the Eagles coming out. I don't trust the Redskins. I really don't. Fair enough. I think they'll I think they'll hold on. I think they're they're a decent enough team right now that they're they're three and one on the road. That's big, especially for them. Like they're because they're most likely gonna have to play a couple road games. Yep. I, I think this team has something figured out right now and they're winning games. They're finding out ways to win. So I, I would put money on the Redskins to win the the east right now chargers continue to roll against the raiders which we all we all knew was going to happen the raiders are one and eight now uh if you actually look at this Yo, did it, you see the report that one of the, an unnamed vet was talking to one of his teammates well before leaving the facility and it was and was just like um i need to get the bleep at like basically the no one wants no one on that roster wants to be on that roster anymore. Can't imagine. I mean, not with that head coach being there for no, the next 10 years. No. Uh if you look at it right now, the two top picks are the Giants and the Raiders. Do you think they both go after quarterbacks? In my mind they do. In my mind, you know, obviously depending on who enters the actual draft, in my mind Tua and Jake Fromm go 1-2 to Oakland and New York. I don't think Tua's coming out. Just, uh, Justin I, Gilbert, I think his name, the quarterback from Oregon. I could see that I think too. He's yep. more likely to come out, even though he's straight up. I think he straight up came out. I think Jake Fromm's going to come out. I think Jake Fromm's coming, come coming out. I don't know. New the, York is. You think the Raiders are playing for a number one team right now, or for a number one pick? I mean, <laughs> see, that's the thing. You did. They did all the fuss about going to get McCarron and everything, and now they want Carr gone and stuff. It's just. Oh, you know what? In all honesty, I I don't I don't know. If just they, kidding. If they are going for the number one pick, then I don't know who the fuck they want to go for. Because who knows what the Raiders are thinking? Yes. I know who they're going to go for. Uh. They're going for the number one pick, Nick Bosa. Guarantee you, if they get the number one pick, if they don't, they'll trade up. They're going to get Nick Bosa. That's right. He wants a pass rush. Why not go get one of the most talented guys in the? literally who he he would be an immediate impact we saw what joey did you know he would be their next cleo mack i don't know if he would ever i don't know if he would get to the level of cleo mack but he definitely has the talent to it's i think that's i think the raiders are playing for bosa at this point funny how every week he's like oh if only we had an elite pass pass rusher if only mr gruden if only you had one if if only (laughs) meanwhile my number 52 jersey is coming in the mail I mean, it's not, but it will. I I do have a jersey that is coming in the mail, though. My 
one of my regulars at, at my uh, job is a he's a Chicago guy. He's yeah. the, he's the Cubs guy that I talk to all the time. Oh yeah. And uh, obviously, baseball season's over, so he came in the other day wearing a Khalil Mack jersey. Goat. And I hate him. <laughs> nah. But he's very nice, and we we always have a laugh at our at our two teams. Uh. Now I would like to address someone else real quick, <clears throat> Mr. Chad. How does it feel to be wrong? <laughs> That was not where I thought you were going with this. Seattle did not beat the Rams. I thought you were going a lot more violent with that one. No, I'll take it easy because, honestly, my teams aren't – my team isn't any better than the Seahawks right now, and we're playing on Thursday. So if if Green Bay beats Seattle on Thursday, you bet your ass I'm going to rip into them on Thursday. We'll see. (laughs) I don't have too much faith. Because Russell Wilson always seems to play us way too competitively. But, yeah, Rams won 36-31. Huge defensive stop at the end of the game. Sean McVay was super pumped up with his defense. And, yeah, the Rams bounce back now. They're 9-1. and one. Still undefeated on the road. Brandon Cooks with 100, rush, or 100 receiving yards. Todd Gurley, what are you? Stop at Instagram. <sighs> Connor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Todd Gurley. the Soldier Field Instagram page really wanted to get that one out. Todd Gurley with 120 rushing yards. Uh, Jared Goff with 318. Uh, again, same with the Chiefs. This offense is way too good. And if that defense can play to their talent level, this team is unstoppable. Like, they shouldn't be giving up 30, 30 points a game, especially to the Seahawks team. Uh, I... You know, the Seahawks play competitively, but I I really think that defense should be a lot better than it is. But, yeah, it's going to be – I'm mm-hmm, – I'm trying to think. I, I'm picking the Chiefs out of the AFC. It's going to be either the Saints or the Rams. I'm not going to make a pick yet. We'll see. We'll get We'll get there eventually. And then finally we come to tonight's game, the Cowboys Eagles. We've already touched on this a little bit, but oh my god, Zach Ertz had 145 yards receiving. What an animal. Um so you still have faith in the Eagles after oh, this. Oh yeah. I have more faith in them than the Cowboys. What Like what gives you so much more faith? Coaching staff. Coaching staff, players, veterans, playmakers. I think there's just more of the. I just think there's just more of that, or and the advantage goes towards the Eagles more so than it does Washington. Well, I I mean just Eagles Cowboys. I'm looking at right now. I don't. Or well, even looking at this Cowboys team, they're in my mind they're still in disarray. That I don't trust this Cowboys team. I really don't. That Amari Cooper pickup, as much shit as we gave him for that first round pick. I. He he has sparked this team. Dak ha- Dak still has to get him the ball consistently. I mean he does he he did one, <laughs> one game good good job two games though. <laughs> all right cool good for him. Can he do it all season? The only two games that Cooper has played with them. Like can he do can he do it all season? If he can do it all season and if he can find a way to to get that entire offense going and not try to lean on Ezekiel Elliott and if Elliott cannot do anything stupid between now and the postseason, great. If the defense could uh, stay relatively healthy, great. 
if Jason Garrett can learn how to be a competent head coach, <laughs> wonderful. I will give you the coaching staff. Like definitely, I would take the Eagles any day. I um, I honestly think if there's if if Washington doesn't win the East, I would put money on the Cowboys. I think they've looked like a really good team the last couple of weeks. Zeke Zeke ran for 151 rushing yards. Like if he and especially I've said it before, if he plays well, Dak's gonna play even better. Zach or <laughs> I'm combining their names now. Dak didn't throw an interception. He did his job. And he's getting, you know, he's got a new playmaker with Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott's even getting in on the passing game now. I don't know. I I think the running game for Philadelphia is too much of an issue. I I I just don't think God, their leading rusher was Josh Adams. Who is that? I honestly don't even know who it was. It wasn't Smallwood and it wasn't Clement. It was Josh Adams with only 47 yards. I think that running game is too much of an issue. I don't think they can win too many games purely based on a returning Carson Wentz. Because right. I still don't believe he's a, at 100%. I think he will be next season. I don't think he'll get to that point yet this year. But I think that running game is too much of an issue. I think this Cowboys team has kind of figured something out, as much as I hate to admit it. But I'd st- I'm still going to put money on Washington. That whole East is kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. Interesting game. What game in your mind, as far as – Maybe as far as statements and as far as impacts, what game kind of was the biggest in your mind today? All right, I can hand you my little sheet here so you can yeah, see can. all of them. Yeah, can you please? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I know the one in my mind. The game that sent the biggest statement? Yeah. So that's the one we're looking for? Yeah. In my Pittsburgh. mind, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Fuck Sundays. We're going back to Thursday. Oh, you're talking about today's game. No, I mean I thought you were talking about just like the week in general. So doesn't far. yeah, I mean as far as today's game? Yeah. I could go yeah, I could, I could go with a homer pick here and even still it wasn't that much of a statement. None. I think New Orleans. I'm, that wasn't even so much of a statement. That's it it's just a continuation of a statement we've seen all season. True. That yeah, I got yeah. So that's in a all good honesty point. for me. Even though I was going on all last week saying how this is going to be the game that the Bears are really going to show what team they'll be in the division because Detroit always plays us so tough and everything, no game really this this uh, during today really screamed, oh, big statement. Like, as far as the Bears, yeah, they're going to be a competitive division team. As far as the Packers, yeah, they're not going to lay down. Right. As far as the Rams, they showed they showed their class. The Chargers to play the Raiders. Okay, big whoop. You know, uh, I do like your shout of the pit, of Pittsburgh though, because because uh, that's a legit Panthers team that right. they put up a fifty burger on. Right. The Redskins. Okay, cool. They're supposed to beat the Buccaneers. The Chiefs. Okay, cool. They're supposed to beat the Cardinals. I think a bigger statement is they didn't blow up for like sixty points. There's nothing really here in all the games today that screams this is the dr- big dramatic headline. Other than, of course, the Patriots losing because that should because that should be the headline everywhere whenever they lose in the regular season because it seems to be yeah you know, a foreign concept. But I think yeah I think if we're going statement wins I I I like the shout of Pittsburgh yeah I think statement losses might be 
might be New England because yeah. I honestly think this New England team is more vulnerable than any I was other. Say, if that's if if we're gonna go by that as far as statements, then yeah, that fits it. Okay, but if we're looking like the thing that's gonna be have like the biggest impact going forward in the season, really none of these games. Uh, another statement loss, I would say, is the Falcons. Yeah. Like, they, I honestly don't know if they'd be able to bounce back with the other two teams in their division like that. Oh, interesting. All right. Time for something I know you've been looking forward to talking about. And, of course, we have to talk about it. Just pull up your damn phone and read my text messages. Just read that. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Just read that conversation and everyone will know exactly how I feel about it. So, I believe this was uh, Friday or Saturday. I don't remember. Uh, Friday. I think it was was Friday. Friday. Yeah. Was it Friday? We got the news. No, it was a Saturday. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're about to find out. It was one of those two days. You're about to find out once you check out the thingy. It was Friday. Was it? Okay, cool. Or no, it was It was Saturday. All right. Uh, <laughs> we got the news that Jimmy Butler was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, and they could have pulled that trade like a lot sooner. In exchange. They probably got a better return. but Most likely. Or... Well, just, well, just I think let, Jimmy had say in this, though. I don't know if it's so much Jimmy had say or T- or Tibbs, the front office mind, waited too damn long because Tibbs, that the could co- be. because Tibbs, the coach, wanted to keep him. When I say Jimmy had say, I think he, he talked to the other teams and told the other teams if he was going to resign with them. And if he wasn't... I don't think he's allowed to do that. If you're still under contract, say if I'm under contract with the Bulls, I can't go to Miami and be like, hey. You don't think he's involved in the trade talks? No. Because the news broke fairly quickly after the trade news broke that he was going to re-sign a long-term deal or with he'd Philadelphia. Or he'd at least be interested. But, yeah, I'm sure once <clears throat> I'm sure once the idea, once Philly became like a front runner and his agent and his people told him, he looked at it and then he was talking to his guys and they were just like, okay, yeah, we'll, I'll re-sign there. I don't think that was a process that happened like in the midst of during of the actual trade talks. Okay, I just like I said, I just firmly believe that Tibbs, the front Tibbs, the front office person, waited too long because they could have pulled this trade a while ago and gotten a much better return, in my opinion. But let's continue. So I texted Connor because we all know Connor's feelings on not only Jimmy Butler, but on his new teammate Joel Embiid, who are now both in Philadelphia, which I just think is fantastic. <laughs> If I wasn't so high in the Bucks, I would I would go hard into Philadelphia just just to spite Connor. But <laughs> you'd be on a growing list of people to do a lot of shit just to spite me. I text Connor. It's just turning into fucking like the Game Grumps episode. <laughs> <laughs> I text you and I ask, "How do you feel knowing that Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler are on the same team?" Your response, <laughs> if any of you know the Game Grumps clip that I'm referencing, please comment and I will. you will be one of my new favorites. Honestly, same. Uh, your response, and I won't, my two responses in between all of these were just laughing emojis, so I won't even go into that. You, you gave me a series of six messages back. Did I give you six? Six. Oh my God. <laughs> your response. <laughs> Joel Embiid is getting traded in two years after Butler throws another bitch fit. (laughs) Next text. And Fultz is going to forget how to play basketball because Butler is going to ruin his confidence. (laughs) 
that one is just that one makes me because that's just like a combination of like we did fuck Mark Hell Mark Hell folds. He can't play basketball now. He's gonna forget because Jimmy Butler. No, I like I want to root for Mark Hell folds, but the two just <laughs> that one made me laugh really. Hard. And then next text, next text, and Simmons will never touch the ball again. He's the point guard, so I think he'll touch the ball. Not anymore. <laughs> next text. Congrats. The Bucks are now officially better than the Sixers. <laughs> next text. They'll be dead by next season. Next text. It was a nicer run, Philly. <laughs> oh, my God. I was rolling at work. I was just rolling. Were you? Because I knew you were going to be salty about it. But holy shit, I was not expecting you to put the nail in the coffin of a team who has now three all-stars. <laughs> and it, they are in a LeBron-less week Eastern Conference. Yeah. And man. you just put the fucking nail, not only in the team for this year, but in the rest of their franchise. <laughs> you said, yep, you guys have these really young players who are really good. Nope. Thank, good good run. It was cool. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, sure I did. Now that's my story, and I'm sticking to it as much as you may not want to admit it, or maybe you've just convinced yourself and you don't actually believe it. <laughs> this trade is very good for Philadelphia from a basketball standpoint. Adding someone like Jimmy Butler, who can play defense and who is a very good off the ball player, way player, yes. Who, He's going to be a very good addition to Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons. And I honestly, from a Philadelphia standpoint, they only gave up Darius Sarek and Robert Covington. I think that was a very fair price to pay for a player like Jimmy Butler. Even if he doesn't resign. <laughs> like, I, even if it's a rental, like, that's a really good, I think that's a fantastic trade as far as Philadelphia goes. If we're looking at it purely, <laughs> purely, and only purely from a basketball standpoint, yes, then yes, this fortifies Philly being what we already knew in the beginning of the season, which was easily a top four team in the East. Yes. If anything, now the argument can be made that they can challenge for the one seed in the East. Yeah, really, the one seed is going to come down. Or the, you know, the top four in any particular order is going to be Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Toronto, Boston. Yep. In any particular order. So, they, and this definitely, because they were kind of teetering. They were kind of, before I would have said it's a three-team race. Uh-huh. Now I officially think it's four-team. And I think they're all pretty even. I think Toronto's on the lower end of that, but they're balling out, so they're kind of proving me wrong. Say, yeah, the top the top four you pretty know is set. Yeah. The the last four of the playoff picture for the East. There's finally parity in the East. I mean, there's parity in the in the West ish until you get to the postseason, then you just know Golden State's gonna run train. But Right. No, the East will be fun to watch this year. I agree. And I, I also like getting an all-star not I mean getting another big name out of the East and back to the You mean out of the West out of the West, back, back to the, to the east. east. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, I mean that's from a basketball standpoint. <laughs> 
purely objective. From a purely objective standpoint, which is admittedly very hard for me to take. I was just going to say. At any point when Jimmy Butler is involved. You're in pain saying this right I now. I am. This is amazing. <laughs> from a purely objective standpoint, this is good. From a purely objective standpoint, there are now three alpha dogs on that team. Mm-hmm. From a purely objective <laughs> standpoint. What's your feeling on Simmons? Depends on the day. Okay. I mean, to be honest with you, my, my to be honest, his skill level depends on the day. You're right. Like, my mood on him really depends. Um, oh my god, the top three teams are undefeated at home. I don't right think you should have won rookie of the year if that was if, if that's <laughs> the question you're asking. Wasn't me. a rookie. He wasn't a fucking rookie, but anyways. Um stupid. Um <laughs> but we saw what happened from again, this is objective from a purely objective standpoint. We saw what happened the last time Jimmy Butler was in a situation where he was team teammates with two other alphas. That was in Chicago, and that was with Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Wade. And if you really want to take oh, it yeah. back, you can go as far back as Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah, and even Taj Gibson. I thought, yeah, Taj Gibson was very good. So I, at one point yeah. he so at one point there were four alphas on the or three alphas. God, you a, guys had Luol Dang too. Yep, and Kyle Korver. So technically, we had three alphas and a self-proclaimed alpha. <laughs> yeah. But th- again, this is. Um, let me say objective here. <laughs> the trick will be. I had to talk about the Bears. This is only fitting that you have to talk about this. Yeah, well, you don't freaking your skin doesn't crawl when it comes to, when it comes to the Bears like this. I don't think it does. You don't think I hate the fact that they are actually a respectful team in the lead in the oh, NFC oh, North. I know, oh, I know you hate them. I know you hate that fact, but I don't. Fucking I don't kills know. Me. I don't know. Where that hatred compares to just this <laughs> boiling. See that? Well, that's the other thing. I don't hate Khalil Mack. I don't. I just hate the Bears. Although you don't hate Phil. Do you hate Philadelphia? This, the the team. Yeah. No, I. I okay. I, I think they're. I think so I got. It's kind of the same thing. I think then they're a rising. I think they're a rising team. Thank you. From an objective standpoint, though, it will be interesting to see how Brett Brown manages this team yeah. and how those said three alphas interact with one another. Sure. They're coming out and saying that, Oh, we're going to get along great and all of that stuff. And how, and, and the report came out that, that Carl Anthony towns and Andrew Wiggins hit up Simmons and, and beat and said, you guys are going to fit in great. And everything. Well, of course they're like, <laughs> your problem now, bitches. <laughs> it's essentially yeah. what that conversation. I guarantee you they hung up the phone and they were just like, Fuckers is exactly exactly how that one pranked (laughs) you, but everyone always says, "Oh yeah, we'll get along fine. We're gonna we're gonna gel." They always say that at first, but what happened the last time Butler was teammates with two other alphas in the form of Wade and Rondo? Wade got shipped to Cleveland. Rondo hated him. Yeah, Rondo and Butler coexisted because they just absolutely had Had to, to. and then both of them ended up leaving Chicago. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. the difference is Embiid and Simmons, you would think, aren't going to go anywhere. No. So, essentially, if this doesn't work out, 
and they look at it and they're like, okay, long term, this may or may not be the greatest fit. Let him walk. Exactly. Let him walk. And what and what's the hurt if you let him walk? Without him, you are still a top four, a top three, top four team in the East. Don't re-sign him now. Resign him in the off season. If this works, I'm not a fan of mid season resigning exactly. anyway. Unless um, <clears throat> unless you know verbatim that person has told you, I'm committed to staying. That's the only way I'm cool. Even with then, mid, with mid season signing. Even then, in basketball, I you I think you need to see if it fits. I just wait. Even if he says I want to stay here for the rest of my career, bullshit. Do it. Right, it, you know, I, I you need to see if it fits. You need to see if he fits with your two young stars. That that's the biggest thing. Right, he need like he, your their future is still with Embiid and Simmons. And if Fultz can ra- finally round into that to yeah. that potential <clears throat> that he had, Marco Fultz mm-hmm. as well. And so Butler is a piece in the puzzle, but he is not the primary piece. He so they need to they need to wait to the right, offseason. You know Fuck the objective part. He needs to tell himself that that he's not the. He, I he completely agree. I was. He needs to go into the team and realize that he could be he could be the finishing piece, mm-hmm. but he is not the piece. I completely agree because the pieces plural are already in place. I was gonna say I, the biggest part of this story that because I think they'll mesh well. I honestly do. I think they'll mesh on the basketball court. So that makes one of us. The biggest thing that I. Th- I'm genuinely interested in because I've heard you and Tom just rant about Jimmy Butler and his off the court stuff. I'm genuinely interested to see how he handles this situation. Well, he couldn't handle the young the, the young team right. in Minnesota that that could, and, but that had promise. I think there were personal issues there, I, and I think those translated into basketball, you know, on the court. Okay, so so he's go so he leaves those who he goes to a team with a center who prides himself on being an Instagram troll all the time and everything <laughs> like that. And another one who's... who's and another I think one who's, they're going to get along. <laughs> and another one who's dating a... Who, I, last time I checked, is all over fucking Hollywood dating every celebrity right. in the fucking book. No, if he I, couldn't handle Wiggins and Carl Anthony Townsend, they were much more low-key than those two. How the fuck is he going to get along with, the, with, uh, with Embiid and Simmons? Nope. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah I was how thinking. How the fuck yeah. is he gonna get invo- uh, get along with them? I think they fuck- fit more. Butler <laughs> only became a troll because he all of a sudden this this summer became the biggest troll of trolls, not named Embiid. Embiid is just Embiid tries to make himself to be some social media folk hero. I think they're gonna have fun together. I don't think. Jimmy I think Butler, their personalities I don't fit think better. Jimmy Butler wants to have fun. He, I think he's. I think he legitimately thinks he's we'll the. See. He is the. He's the. What's the word I'm looking for? The second coming of Michael Jordan's intense, you know, cutthroat and mentality, which makes sense because both of them are fucking dicks. But still, whoo, uh, yeah, no, I'm very interested, especially locker room type of thing, the, you know. Right, but I mean, all all that said, what I just said, it's basically all in agreement with you because it's going to be interesting to see if he couldn't already deal with what mm-hmm. was going on in Minnesota and they were much and those young guys were much more tame so to speak. Yeah. He's going to young guys who are just as good if not better than the other young guys but with much bigger personalities. Yeah. And we all know how Jimmy's personality is. We need to see how from an off-court perspective can they gel or are they going to clash? And if they do clash can they let bygones be bygones mm-hmm. enough to just get the damn job done in a divi- in a conference that is easily winnable? I'm genuinely going to 
keep an eye on Philadelphia. Like, I genuinely need to get into the 76ers because I want to watch that situation. I want to watch what happens kind of back backstage. I say that because I'm wrestling. <laughs> but I, I, I genuinely want to see what happens in the locker room. I genuinely want to know how everything is handled, how all that kind of – like, I – I've heard you and Tom talk about all this, you know. But I mean, he's he's now left two teams with this track record, right? So it's not like we're just talking out of our ass. He's done this. No, with absolutely. Two teams now. No, I know, and that's why I'm genuinely going to pay attention and I want to see if he can handle it and how he handles it, and if he doesn't handle it, what you know, what he does. I'm not with even going to look at Jimmy Butler because I don't fucking care about him. I'm going to look at how the other guys respond. Fair enough. That's how I'm going to look at look at this. Uh, like, I'll, like, you know how everyone's just always perpetually on that fuck Russ, like the rapper thing? <laughs> right. And sometimes Russell Westbrook pounding on the person. I fucking hate like, Russell Westbrook. Like, the people who are on, like, the like the fuck Russ, the artist wave, yeah. take that energy that they have, multiply it by a thousand. That's me on, on but Jimmy Butler. Uh, staying in the East, I want to move to Milwaukee just briefly. Did you see what Brooke Lopez did tonight? No. Brooke Lopez, center for the Bucks. Seven foot. He went eight for 13 on three-pointers tonight. He hit eight three-pointers. I don't even know what to say to that. He is now one of three seven-footers to hit eight three-pointers in a game. You know, you want to know how many shots he made inside the arc? Mm. Two. <laughs> he went... Off tonight. The Bucks won 121 to 114 against the Denver Nuggets. And that's actually impressive because Denver is very good. Playing in Denver, obviously, with the altitude is uh, difficult. But this team balled out. Malcolm Brogdon dropped 20. Uh, Lopez had 28 total. Giannis had 22 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. He was flirting with a triple-double again. Would have been his third of the year. <laughs> Dude's incredible. And then even uh, K-Mid dropped 21. Like this, this team's looking really good. I really like what I what I watch. Even even in the Clippers game, you know they were missing layups and they were making a, a couple dumb mistakes late in the game. Well, throughout the whole game, but with all that said, they still they were impressing me because they were getting open shot. Like this team is so impressive. I I they're really fun to watch. Cover uh, Connington or Connaughton, yeah, Patrick Connington. Has very very much impressed me. He is he is that hustle player right now that they had in Matthew Delavadova. I don't know why he hasn't been playing, but between Connaughton and DiVincenzo, they have two hustle guys off the bench who come in hit threes. It it's very Connaughton. Connaughton got pump faked, was up in the air, and then immediately got back up, blocked a shot, and then went, dove into the crowd to get the ball on the shot. We're all within like two seconds. Like the dude is just a hustle player. He's so fun to watch. It was, it was I'm I'm very excited about this Buck season. Cause like I said, and now people are starting to look at it, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> very underrated addition to this team. And if he can hit three pointers like that, eight for thirteen, that just that that was just incredible. But it was very fun to watch. I just wanted to bring that up because I love the Bucks and they're they're looking very good right now. Houston actually won. LA got a win tonight, which I was very excited about. They beat they beat Atlanta. I want to look at the box score of that one. I believe LeBron had 26. God, he does not have a lot of help. <laughs> His the next highest scorer was Kuzma with 18. I talked to a legitimate Lakers fan today, so there was a 
I think he was another one of my regulars, and I was uh, maybe it was yesterday when I was wearing my LeBron jersey at work, and he asked me about it, and we started talking Lakers a little bit because apparently he's a diehard Lakers fan, has been for a while. He likes Kyle Kuzma a lot, and that's really good for me to hear from an actual Lakers fan because I just like Kuzma just because I like Kuzma, mostly because he's named Kyle, but you know, once I once I actually started paying attention to him, <laughs> shut up. I have that weird thing where I like Kyle's. Um, but what you know, once I actually started paying attention to him, I actually saw the potential and the talent in him. He's actually a really good player. So hearing that from an actual Lakers fan, uh, that they that they like Kuzma and they think he's going to be a star, that makes me feel really really good because I like Kyle Kuzma a lot. I think he, I agree that he's going to be very good someday. But yeah, he did not have a lot of help. It was LeBron and Kuzma, and then the next couple were Caldwell Pope and Stevenson with 11. Ingram had 10. God. <laughs> LeBron needs – these young guys need to start stepping up. I don't know what, what LeBron needs to do, but they need to start stepping up. Uh, Trey Young had 20 tonight. Trey Young looked really good. He, he's he been looking really good in his rookie year. He's making – you know, as as good as Doncic has been – you know, I think it's going to be between those two for rookie of the year for sure. Um, the other team that I wanted to bring up because I thought they were playing really good was Boston, but they lost tonight. <laughs> now they've lost two in a row to the Jazz and to Portland. That's interesting to me. There were trade rumors for Terry Rozier, but the uh, what's his face shot them down Danny pretty quickly. Ainge. Danny Ainge shot them down pretty quickly, which I think would be stupid if they let him. Oh my God! Look at this. Jalen Brown had seven points on two of seven. Gordon Hayward had seven points on three of seven shooting. Ooh, that's not good. Al Horford went four for fourteen. Yikes! That's <laughs> I don't know. Brad Stevens is gonna have to rally his team here pretty soon. They will. I'm sure they will. With as good as they were. Kyrie with 21, 2, 21. So but still, he went 3 of 10 from three-pointers. I don't know. Brad Stevens is going to have to rally his team a little bit. But, yeah, that's all I wanted to talk NBA. Mostly just Jimmy Butler. Just We had to talk about it. You know we had to talk about it. Sports podcast, big trade. We had to talk about it. But uh, Wednesday show, more NBA. We'll talk about the Monday night football game. God, do we want to talk about Monday? I feel like we say this every week. What is it? Giants Niners this week. We're going to talk about it because Nick Mullins is playing. It's Nick Mullins, by the way. Cal threw me off with that. It's not Nate. It's Nick. Nick Mullins. Saquon, who I love. So uh, we're going to – we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, Can you imagine – and I really think this is going to happen. If this – if the NFL draft goes the way I think – you're going to get the Raiders at number one. They're going to take Bosa. Giants at number two, Jake Fromm. Or just any quarterback. Well, yeah, whatever quarterback. I, I would assume my pick would be Jake Fromm, but, you know, I don't pay too much attention to Then watch Tua declare, and then every, everyone's going to take Patrick Right, we'll see. Tua. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, can you imagine just the Giants taking a young quarterback? Oh, you, oh, I know they will. They have to. There's because no now, way they're not. And then you get Saquon in there, I and they bad. already have... I feel bad for the fucker they drafted a couple of years ago, and they're never going to go to him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I feel bad too, but I the Giants, if they can then get a good quarterback, I think that's going to be good. I That'll be good for them, even though they suck right now. <laughs> yeah. 
that's all I wanted to bring up with that. Fuck off with the Cowboys shit. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm just looking at Bleacher Report to see if there's anything breaking here. Tyson Chandler, big pickup for the Lakers. I think that's huge. Some people were telling or were saying that the Bucks probably should have went toward, or for him, and I don't know if they did or not, but I I like it or not. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Parent fucking league, 17 to 20. Dude was on today. That's for sure. Maybe you should wake up and say that more often there, Baker. <laughs> oh, man. Le'Veon Bell has to report. Uh, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell has to report by Tuesday or he can't play for the rest of the season. He's not going to report. All the reports have come out. He's not He's not coming back. So there was also a report a couple weeks ago that they could place a transitional tag on him over in the offseason. Yeah, the Steelers could do this all over again next year. <laughs> they could... Idea, not ideal. They could potentially place another tag on him and make him not a free agent again. Uh, what are the chances of that happening? You think zero? <laughs> okay. Why would you want this man associated with your franchise anymore? If he walks, when he walks, when it's not if. What's the biggest team you think that goes after him? In my mind, there's a clear favorite. In my mind, there's a team I don't even want to think about pursuing him but i know they will think about green bay yep they're not my clear favorite i think they might go after him oh, but i know I, they're gonna go off. i think there's another Actually, team you know what i don't think they will with aaron jones is that's true too i i think they're you pretty know, set with him they finally learned that they actually have him on their roster and they don't have to pay him as much no my clear favorite is san francisco I think they're going to go big money this offseason, get some they weapons for Jimmy. Exactly. They need to get Jimmy some weapons. Why not get him a pass-catching running back? I think it'd be perfect. I think if I had to pick, and you know, I, I would definitely go San Francisco going for Le'Veon Bell. But, yeah, that's all the time we have for tonight. Oh, actually, I wanted to talk about Deion Lewis, too. Did you see his quote after beating the Patriots? Yep. Hell, yeah, it's personal. That's what happens when you go cheap. You get your ass kicked. <laughs> there were seven former Patriots on the Titans. They were calling them New England South. They were calling this. It was awesome, and they got they definitely got their revenge. It was awesome for him and uh, uh, that uh, Malcolm Butler was the big one. There was yeah. an offensive lineman. Their GM is from the New England I thing. Believe, I, believe I think so, their yeah. their head coach and one of their coordinators is from the New England tree. It was just really funny to watch that. But, yeah, his quote, that's what happens when you go cheap. I love that. That was great. But, anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you all for listening. Connor, take us out. Ever make me talk about fucking Jimmy Butler again. Oh, we're going to have to now. They're going to be a good team. I don't have to. <laughs> There's just going to be a weekly segment of like, oh, the weekly Sixers segment where it's just me and Connor leaves the room. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just me just bitching up a storm just in the distance i'm gonna cut your mic when we talk about <laughs> jimmy butler because you're just gonna be no marco Fultz is gonna forget how to shoot and they're gonna trade everyone because jimmy butler wants to be the only one i wish we had somebody who's like good at animation to literally do pull the game grumps with that whole freaking text message exchange that we had your response <laughs> i wish we had somebody anyways <sighs> fuck jimmy butler first round ko <laughs> 
on on iTunes. Fuck Mr. Sound- Trubisky. <laughs> if you want to go down that route. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> SoundCloud. Stitcher. On Twitter, on Twitter, follow the podcast at FRKO Podcast. Follow this fucking asshole at Olsen 2K18. Follow this salty one at Connemore underscore seven. Oh, links in the description. In the next episode, <laughs> I'm going to hope and pray that I don't have to say that's say that man's name at any point in that show. He makes his debut Wednesday, so we don't have to talk about him until later. We won't talk about him Wednesday, because we, we record Tuesday. We won't, we won't talk about him. Right. We won't really be able to record Thursday either, because that's the game. Ah, Packers play. Yeah. Might get another Friday episode. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Sounds about right. I mean, I'll be living in here anyway on Friday. Well, not in this room specifically, but in this building because getting prepped for oh for football the, the playoff game that makes on sense Saturday. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of wrestling on Wednesday. Who I can't wait. Me either. You want to know who I know? Also, can't wait for that when we talk about it on Wednesday. Who? Anne Marie. Yeah. <laughs> Might try to get someone in to talk with with us about wrestling on Wednesday. We'll see. Might have a special guest on Wednesday. Been a while since we've had a guest. It has. It's been a minute. It has. All right. Well. Find out who that guest is, and the next time we shock the system since day one-ish, go listen to Hanny's song. Tell her I sent you. Things are getting eerie like the Lakers down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. We're the Michelin's at the finish line. Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor. Acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are. You see me? as a challenge to manage your intuition.